Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Do you want to learn how to turn your live stream into a podcast? So this could be a fantastic way for you to reach more people, whether it's on your live stream or actually on your audio podcast on Apple podcast or Spotify or all those places. And here's the thing. I can obviously I could talk about this all day, but I want to make sure we bring on someone who really knows their stuff. And that's Crystal Profit. And so today, Melody and I, we're going to be talking with Crystal and you know, I met Crystal through Melanie and I got to say, I mean, she really knows her stuff when it comes to podcasting. Isn't that right, Mel? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, Crystal and I are actually good friends. So we're very, very close friends and she's kind of my podcasting person. I mean, as you mentioned, obviously we know about podcasting. This is mm-hmm. a podcast. I have my own podcast, but every time I have a weird question or something, I'm always, Crystal is my go-to just because she has that deep knowledge about podcasting and she helps people. And so I'm super excited that we have Crystal to come talk about this today because as you know, you and I could totally get through this, but why not bring somebody that this is totally where they geek out on. And this is exactly where Crystal geeks out. Definitely. And it was really fun actually before the show, we were kind of geeking out on that whole, uh, we were talking about like, you know, her, uh, her photo that she did for the <laughs> thumbnail, for example, we we're talking about how, you know what, Hey, people need to have really good thumbnail images. Uh, there really shouldn't be no excuse nowadays with smartphones and things like that. So if you're, you know, watching, uh, you'll see this thumbnail or actually maybe, maybe we can get her to make the pose. Uh, but <laughs> just a quick heads up. This is episode 96 of the launcher live show. And you are listening to either the audio version of this on your favorite podcasting software, or you are watching us on YouTube on the live stream. So with that, I'm going to go and bring on Crystal. Let's kick things off. So Crystal, how are you doing? I'm good. I had to do my little pose. <laughs> so pose. for everybody that's watching, yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you all for having me. Anytime. It's a lot of fun, by the way. And so um, for those, if you're kind of new to the show, so what we like to do is we like to bring on interesting guests. We like to bring on guests that, you know, they're really good at their craft. And with that, we always have a question that we always ask them, um, you know, and, and that's always like, how did they get started with live stream? But before we do that, I want to have Crystal tell you a little bit about herself. So Crystal, uh, who are you? So we know that you are obviously really good friends with Mel. Uh, you do podcasting, but who are you? Yeah. I mean, what a, what an open-ended question. So I was born, no, I'm just kidding. I love when people <laughs> do that. It's like, let's go back to the beginning. I'll give you the short, quick version. Um, I was a stay at home mom several years ago, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I had just let the cor- left the corporate world and I explored a few ways of kind of just playing around with creativity and creating things. And I transitioned, um, from blogging into podcasting about three and a half years ago, it's almost been four years now. I'm like, that's so, it's so wild because in podcasting terms, everything moves very quickly. So even though I've only been doing this for a few years, I feel like I've been doing this for decades and it's so much fun. So I just, I love podcasting so much. One of my goals is to make podcasting fun and help you just not burn out. So that's in a nutshell what I do. I mostly help online business owners and entrepreneurs make those deeper connections with their audience. And I think that not enough people 
take advantage of the opportunities that they have with podcasts. Like I'm sure Mel and Christian, y'all both probably listen to podcasts and you feel this really deep connection with the host. You're like, oh my, I feel like I know so much about this person and we've never even met in real life. And that's really the power of podcasting. So I help people embrace that and try to replicate that on their own terms with their own content. So I'm so excited to talk to you about whatever podcasting questions you have today. Fantastic. And so, you know, kind of taking that down, you know, in another path there. So, okay. So podcasting, it's been around for a while. It's a great way for people to connect over audio. They've never really met with one another. So now obviously like a few years ago, live streaming came out. So people like kind of like what we're doing now, we're live streaming this out to YouTube and we're also then publishing it as an audio podcast. Uh, But how did you get like, so, okay, you started doing podcasting and then how did you make that transition to live streaming? Well, it's kind of funny because, um, and Mel is a big part of the story because she was the one that was like, there's this new tool that you have to try. It's called StreamYard. And I was like, wait, what? I don't understand what this is. Why is it significant? And um, because I had been doing live, I had been doing Facebook lives, like y'all, my very first live was I think in 2015, 2016, I did my first Periscope live. So I feel like an OG, like way back in the day with Periscope, which was awful. It was terrible. I'm so glad that it doesn't exist anywhere for you to go see it. But um, that was my first live streaming experience. So I have been familiar with how everything works, but it wasn't until... I was podcasting and thinking, well, how can I talk about my podcast and kind of get the word out? And that's how I've paired live streaming with talking about my podcast. So obviously I'm not saying the exact same thing whenever I'm marketing my show. I'm saying, hey, here's the number one takeaway you're going to get when you listen to today's podcast. So I'm constantly driving all of my traffic back to my show. But there's a few different ways that I use live streaming. I could use it for an interview, much like what we're doing here today. I could stream it out to YouTube, strip the audio, and turn that into a podcast. Or like I said, I will use it for Q&A sessions with my audience. And that's honestly one of the most, um, I guess most lucrative places for me to get my content ideas is when I'm doing a live stream and I'm engaging with my audience, they're giving me like, Hey, we need you to answer this question for us. And I'll jot it down on a piece of paper and say, this is my next podcast episode. So there's so many different ways that you can use live streaming, but I mean, it's just been another way for me to connect with my audience that I don't think I'd be able to do otherwise. Fantastic. Yeah. I love, I love what she was saying about driving traffic, because this is something that I think, you know, I I really do. I'm, I feel very strongly about this. Chris already knows this, but I feel very strongly that anyone that is podcasting should be using live video. Anyone that is using live video already should consider Mm -hmm. adding a podcast uh, Mm -hmm. to their marketing mix, because I do feel like, you know, and we can talk about equipment here soon, but I feel like a lot of the equipment is similar. I feel like, you know, the content itself, like if you have ideas for live videos, you, you have ideas for podcasting, but I love how Mm -hmm. Crystal, she does, she does a really great job of using her live videos to actually market her podcast and drive traffic to her podcast. So she's a, she's a definitely a leading example of how these two, you know, platforms can really work together to help each other. So, um, and I, I agree with what you said, Crystal, about the intimacy of podcasting. I do think that there's something about somebody being able to see your face and, and, and see your personality on video, but there's, I think it has to do with the mindset of the person at, when they're listening to a podcast 
it's just different. And I do think that you, the, the content does sometimes soak in deeper, right? When you're yeah. listening to, you know, the audio. So, so yeah. So you help people start their podcasts, market their podcasts, um, become very good podcasters. So why don't you tell us how, how did you get started in coaching? Like, how did you decide, like, I want to help people with their podcasts and how did you get started in coaching people with their podcasts? Well, I did. I feel like what most people do when they're starting any kind of online creation journey, we Google everything. We do a lot (laughs) of YouTube research and then we just get started and we kind of, you know, throw it all together and just see what happens. Um, That's kind of what I did. I didn't buy a fancy program. I didn't, you know, go out and spend a lot of money. And, you know, a a lot of my audience knows this about me. I just say, y'all, I'm cheap. I'm not the one to go out and spend thousands of dollars on super fancy equipment or, you know, building something if I don't know that it's going to work. So whenever I got started, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go with some of the most basic things and I'm just going to get going. And along the way, I made so many mistakes and I podcasted for about 10 months before I ever said, you know what, I think that this is something that because I was uh, just getting questions. How do you get started? What equipment are you using? How are you deciding on your format? And I found that content to be more fun, like answering people's like DMs. I'm like, oh my God, like, yes, let's talk about it. And Mel knows this. Like I will geek out on some podcasting. It is my (laughs) favorite thing to do. And so I'm like, I'm having so much fun doing this. And I had a totally different topic that my original podcast was about. And so I made the hard decision to pivot all of my content to be about podcasting, which was really scary because I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't, I'm not the expert. There's people that have been doing this for a decade and they know a lot more than I did at the time, but I'm so glad that I did because I, it was kind of like baptism by fire. It's like, I just went off the deep end and learned a whole bunch of things and was able to turn around and teach that to a lot of new beginners. And I'm still constantly learning. I don't know everything there is to know about podcasting, but I know enough to be dangerous and enough to know when people are about to burn out and I can kind of pull them back on track. Like, Hey, let's just keep going. Cause that's Mm -hmm. my biggest thing. My motto is keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. And I just think that it's, it's so true. So true. I like how you talked about, you know, you didn't go out and buy the most expensive equipment because a lot of people, they go to get started and they, you know, they don't want to buy any, they're, they're almost paralyzed to like go buy anything because they don't want to make the wrong choice. But when we look at it, like you can get started with a $20 microphone, for example, you can get started with just the microphone in your computer. I mean, I know when I started making YouTube videos, that was the first mic I had, you know, and then I graduated to misstep blue Yeti. (laughs) And then like, and then at that point I've, you know, gone through a lot of other types of equipment. Um, so I love how like, you know, you just said, Hey, you know what? You started with what you had. Once you noticed there was some traction happening, then you potentially leveled up your equipment. But again, you also don't need to go buy new equipment all the time. That's the other thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, for the record, said, there's nothing oh. wrong with the blue Yeti. Just right. for the record. No, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. I, I, that, that microphone gets such a bad, it has such a bad reputation, but honestly, I used the Blue Yeti forever, and that's mm-hmm. how I started with my podcast. That's I think, Crystal, you had a Yeti as mm-hmm. well. Heck, Crystal had the Yeti with the big, oh. like... Pop, the pop filter? <laughs> no, no, it, it was... This thing, it was- 
So it's what a pop filter, thing? but it so it's called the Chaotica Eyeball. Hold on, I gotta look. This, <laughs> okay, it, go it looks, ahead. It's massive. It is so massive, and it, it looks uh, like she's going to the moon. That's so what it looked like. Oh my rappers, gosh! I have never so seen rappers this. And people that like work in studios, where, like they they use these on their mics. So for anybody that's listening and you cannot like see what we're talking about. It's literally almost the size of a basketball or a soccer ball. And it goes around your microphone and it muffles any echo, like anything. And it was, I used it for a while and I have regrets on some some videos. It'd be different if I was just podcasting, but I was using it in videos and, and I would hear, we can't see your whole face. Like we, what's happening? What is this in the picture? So, yeah. But, you know, again, back to it, because I do think that a lot of people have that Yeti microphone Mm -hmm. sitting around. And if you have the Yeti microphone, it is a great microphone if you know how to use it. Right. Uh, You know, you get close to the mic, turn the gain down, make sure you're talking in the right, you you have it on the right settings. And it is a fantastic microphone. It really is. It really, there's nothing wrong with it. It just does. It gets a weird, it has a weird, weird reputation out there. And um, I mean, but there's a lot of people that to this day are still using they're still rocking the blue Yeti and they're well, making millions of dollars. So, and, and to your point, it's more about your environment, right? Mm-hmm. So for me in particular, I have an office, I have tile floors, I have mm-hmm. glass doors, I have windows in here. Like there is a lot of echo that happens in this room. But if you were recording in a closet, like my Yeti sounds great in my walk-in closet. It actually sounds great in my bedroom too, because we have carpet, we have furniture. I had to use it the other day in my bedroom. I still have my Yeti, Mm -hmm. but it's just a matter of your environment. So if anybody's listening and they're thinking, gosh, you know, I don't have a hundred dollars to spend on a mic. I don't know if I'm really going to love podcasting. Then, I mean, you could use your phone. (laughs) This is another option. Mm -hmm. Like you could use literally the voice memos on an iPhone. I've recorded multiple podcast episodes that way. When I'm in a bind, I don't have my equipment with me Mm -hmm. and it's perfectly fine. You could use your AirPods. Like I think a lot of people use the excuse of, I don't have fancy equipment, like the Gary V's of the world. Mm -hmm. Therefore I can't do this. And I'm like, don't use Gary V that like he creates content wherever he creates it in Uber in the back, like on his yeah. phone. Mm-hmm. But I'll hear people say that. And I'm like, Are you no, 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 that's he creates content anywhere. And yeah. he's actually a big inspiration for me and how I go about, you know, done is better than perfect. Well and getting out there and getting started is definitely um, a priority for me, for sure. So I, I do. I happen to while we we're talking here, I did find I think this is, is this the chaotic uh Eyeball, is this oh, it? Let's see. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like Yes. That's unbelievable. Like so okay, what was yes. the what was the point of this, by the way? What what was it designed to do? Okay, so whenever you put so you uh you feed your microphone through the bottom of it so okay. it has that it has a pop filter and it has all that extra foam on it. Okay. So the idea is and as you can see it's used in a studio. Right. So it's used for people like rappers and singers cuz okay. they need that condenser microphone to capture all the sounds of their voice. I okay. didn't know that. Oh my god, <laughs> I didn't hold know on. That I was just like, "Hang on." <laughs> How much hold on. I was thinking this it's just a piece of foam, right? Yeah, it's Did, expensive. It, it's like a big, it's just $200. a big foam ball and you put How the bike mic inside of it. $200? $229? So, so that- I think I got it right when I, when they were first getting started, I think I paid $85 for mine. So, and that's been, it's been almost two years now since I had yeah. it, but yeah. So, yep. 
So here's the thing. Okay. So, and I a hundred percent agree with you, the environment. And I know we talked about Mel, you talked about this earlier as well about the Yeti. I had a Yeti and it worked great. Actually, if you watch mm-hmm. some of my original YouTube videos, they were, they were actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Audio quality wise, quality of the video wasn't that great, but um, <laughs> here's the thing though. It also depended on the environment. For example, I was in a right. place where I had like uh, I had high ceilings and windows and, you know, and I was trying to do recordings and it was like, okay, this sounds just literally bouncing off everything. If you're, you know, trying to do any sort of recording, but if you do get in the right environment, like the carpeted environment, the environment where you've got rugs or things like that down, it can actually improve the quality. But the other thing I want to you know touch on real quick, and you, you mentioned this, you said we let the equipment kind of like hold us back. Yeah. Like, and you mentioned, you said a lot of rappers use the Chaotica eyeball, for example, and things like that. The other thing also though, that when you talk about like creation of like audio, you can do it anywhere. Like, heck, I think there are even, I mean, I, I've heard stories of like rappers in like a jail cell for, or in a, on a prison phone, for example, recording their audio, like recording their lines for a track. So yeah. here's the thing. I think the key thing is like, like you don't have to have the most expensive equipment to be right. able to, you know, to do these recordings. Um, I think it comes, it, it comes back to, you know, Mel, you and I talk about this a lot. It comes back to the quality mm-hmm. of the content, like, you know, what's your story, for example, or putting like, that's, that's the other thing I think it gets us to li- keep listening to podcasts is that what's your story? Like, um, you know, we've had people on Mel, I know you and I've had, uh, we had Susan Smith on, on a previous episode and she was doing quilting and yep. it was amazing. Like, it was one of our, I think one of our most watched and listened to episodes and it was just great hearing her story. And it, cause it had a very, you know, it was a great story, like how she just started. I mean, her equipment was in her living room. So like, it was just amazing hearing the story. Like, and I think that's what gets people to, you know, continue to want to watch or continue to want to listen to that person's journey. So mm-hmm, for sure. Okay. So, so speaking of, uh, so we talked about like how you got started, obviously. So now let's, let's talk tools and equipment. What tools and equipment does someone need to get started? And we can start at the very basic one and we can go all the way up. Like maybe we should say like, what is the very bare minimum that you need and what would like a really advanced package look like? Because I have a feeling people think that going from basic to like intermediate is like this massive jump. Oh, yeah. But what's your uh, what's your take on that? Yeah. And this is one of the questions I get asked. And I always tell people what works for everybody may not work for you. So take into consideration your budget, your time, like time is actually a really big deal. Like if you don't want to put in the time to learn how to use a software, then maybe sticking to just your phone could be what works for you for now. Or what I love is repurposing a piece of content. So if you're creating video content, you can always repurpose that. And we could talk about that later, but just to get started, um, I like the cheapest option, the free 50 free, right? Is to use something you already have. So we've already talked about, you could use your phone, you could use uh, a set of uh, headphones that have a microphone built into them and plug them into your laptop, plug them into your computer. You could use that recording software. Now, if you're recording on your phone, you could do voice memos. There's also other um, apps that you can download. Some are free, some are paid for recording and editing on your phone. Because when you're using voice memos, it gets a little tricky with the editing piece. And um, there are a few options for recording software that you can use on a laptop or computer. GarageBand is Mac specific. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have a Mac, I have a PC. And so I have used Audacity, which is a free audio uh, editing recording software. 
that's what I got started with. That's what I used for two and a half years almost. And it was great. I mean, it's really simple. I mean, you can get a lot more complex if you want to do a whole bunch of things, but I don't get fancy. I keep things very simple and to the point of I can just record, edit and be done. There's not a lot of production and added music and all these other things. Um, and then I recently, about a year, a year and a half ago, upgraded to a platform called Hindenburg Journalist. Mm -hmm. This yep. is now what I use. And it's a one-time purchase. It's not like an ongoing subscription, like Adobe, like that kind of suite. It is a one-time purchase. It's around $100 for the most basic version. But you were talking about making that leap from a beginner, I would say would use audacity. And then the intermediate is something like Hindenburg because y'all, this, this is the reason why I love it. Like I just, it made my life so much easier because what happens is I do use a lot of repurposed content, either from a zoom call or from a live stream that I did. And when I drop those files, it's MP3 or wave into the software, it auto levels it which is amazing. Oh, nice. Like it just takes yeah. everything up to like, I'm, I adjust the settings from the get go. It's like a one-time setting. I put it to where I want it to be every time. And anytime I drop a file, I, it could be an interview that I did, like whatever MP3 I want, it brings everything to the same level. And that saves me hours of editing. I don't have to like make sure everything sounds correctly. Cause this is one of the biggest complaints I got whenever I first started podcasting, I would have people say, Oh, you, like I want to listen, but your audio is terrible. It sounds good on my headphones, but then in the car, it's just you, my ears are bleeding because it's too loud. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I need to figure this out. So those are some of the uh, the beginner pieces of software and equipment. Um, we've already mentioned the Blue Yeti as a microphone. I, if you do have an environment that tends to echo. I lean towards a dynamic microphone. That is a type. You have a condenser, which is a Blue Yeti, and a dynamic microphone, which is what I have today. I love Rode, R-O-D-E. That's uh, one of my favorite um, brands of microphones that are just so fun. And if you want to go try things out, go to a, a local guitar center mm -hmm. or a sound. There's uh, Sweetwater. The, there's a bunch of different stores across the world, not just in the U.S., that you can go check out. So... I feel like I could keep going in other directions, but y'all, I, I do like those. I do like the example of those stores because a lot of them um, will let you actually try. And so I yeah. think yes. that one of the things that's, you know, without getting too, too complicated, I mean, heck, we could have a whole show about equipment, but, you know, some microphones, you will hear it and think, oh, wow, that sounds amazing. Like, you know, Christian has a deep voice, yeah. but Crystal and I have different, we have a different tone to our voice and microphones also have different you know, patterns in them. And so you do really, it is really helpful to go and try it, hear your, hear how your voice actually sounds in the microphone, which is yeah. what's interesting is I do think that with, we're talking about, I'm going to bring the blue Yeti up again. I think the blue Yeti is more popular for women. And I think that it actually does work better with the female voice versus a deep, you know, a man's voice that's deeper. It doesn't pull in those deep tones as well. And so it sounds tinny is what a lot of people will say. So it is nice to be able to try the microphones out, um, you know, and, and some of those places will let you, but what I'm starting to see is with the uptick in podcasting, the barrier of entry is so much lower than it used to be. I mean, heck, 
I was in Staples one day and they had like an entire end cap and it was all this like basic podcasting equipment. It was like Mm -hmm. a brand I'd never heard of. It was all very inexpensive, but it had everything. I mean, it had the XLR mic with the little XLR interface that I'd never, again, brand I'd never heard of. But the fact that Staples was carrying podcast equipment, I was like, okay, you know, and you can go to your local Best Buy and you can, they now, they now carry more microphones than they used to, too. So that whole barrier of entry is becoming different. But Crystal, real quickly, why don't you tell our audience though, because again, a lot of our audience members are listening to, or they're they're live streaming. So they probably are using some equipment already. Can you just briefly explain the difference between a USB mic and an XLR microphone and what that might entail? Yes, 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 yes. And this is something that is absolutely not necessary to get started because I've only been using my interface for using XLR for it's not, it hasn't even been a full year yet that I have everything, all the fancy, like I'm saying that in quotes, equipment that I have now, <laughs> it's only been a year and I've been doing this for almost four years. So just keep in mind, you don't need this just to get started, but a USB microphone. Um, and I know for anybody that's watching and I'll describe it, but I have this $20 microphone, like Christian was talking about, you can have a $20 mic. I have my original $20 USB plug and play microphone microphone on my mantle back here because it's just, it's sentimental. Like it's going to be so special to me over the years, but it literally is a USB cable that I plug into my laptop and it's done. There's no settings. There's no knobs. There's nothing to do. You plug it in and you just go and you adjust how close you are to the microphone, depending on how loud or how soft you want it to be, or adjust your voice to it, or you can fix it all in your recording software. So a USB is just plugging it in and you're good to go. An XLR is very different. An XLR cable is what you would plug into an amp. And y'all, you can't plug those into your computer. If you did <laughs> not know this, your, your computer is not an amp. So you have to have an interface, which is the middleman between your USB, because you would still plug in a USB cable to your computer, and then you plug in your XLR cable into this interface or mixer. And that is why uh, it's a little bit fancier because it's more expensive, right? With extra equipment sometimes comes extra cost. Um, And yeah, I mean, is that, is that a good enough explanation? I feel like we could still get a little bit more techie, but no, totally. (laughs) I think I just wanted to make sure people understood because I think a lot of people when they, again, they think about podcasting, they think they have to have this fancy mic with this different cable, this different interface. But if they're using a USB mic or already doing a live stream, they actually could totally get, they have what they need. They have a microphone that works with their computer. It's USB, whatever, then they're good to go. The other thing is that you know, USB microphones have come a long way. It is very (laughs) difficult to go buy a bad USB microphone these days. I mean, and now the thing that's kind of nice about USB that I always like to point out is that one, it's obviously plug and play, like you mentioned, but a lot of them also come with software. Now they come with accompanying apps that actually will allow you to enhance the sound of that microphone. You can't get that with an XLR microphone. It's just different. It requires the hardware Mm -hmm. um, or some sort of other interface for you to be able to do that. So there's beauty in the simplicity of a USB mic. So if you're already live streaming and you're using a USB microphone to do that, you could totally get started. As Crystal says, start with what you have and and go go with there. So, okay, I want to touch on another item when it comes to what is needed for podcasting. We talked about equipment, of course, the hosting services. So Crystal, can you give a little bit more, explain what a hosting service does for a podcast? Because the other thing that I think is that a lot of people think 
that it's very difficult or they, you know, have to have all these different accounts. Talk about what the benefits are of having a hosting service. And then I also want you to touch on the difference between some of those free services out there and why maybe people should not use the free services. Maybe they should <laughs> talk about the difference between the free and the paid services too, while, you, while you're touching on that for us. Yeah, for sure. So uh, what a hosting service is and what Mel is referring to, I always tell people, this is your house. This is the house where your podcast lives online. And it is what is distributed to the players like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. That is your hosting service. So you're not uploading your individual podcast episodes to Spotify, to Google, to Apple Podcasts every week. You would upload it to a central location, which is your hosting platform, and they would distribute it to all of the places. Now, the reason why I prefer to use a paid hosting platform is simply because they have a duty to really uphold their services as something that I'm paying for. There are a lots of free tools out there and more and more are coming on the scenes. But what I always remind people is they don't really necessarily have loyalty to you. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're kind of one of their customers because you have an account, but it's the same way as you think of like Facebook or an Instagram or even LinkedIn. Yeah, you have an account on there and they need you to operate as a business. But at the end of the day, they're really just trying to get advertising dollars. And that's some, I mean, unfortunately, that's what's happening with a lot of the free platforms. I'll have people come to me and say, I was using this one free platform and now there's mattress ads in front of my podcast. What can mm -hmm. I do about it? And I say, you can move your to a different platform. Like that's what you can do. You can't do because they, it's their platform. They can do what they want. It's the same as scrolling Instagram and you see ads. So um, that's how I feel about free services. I think it's always better to have a paid platform and there's tons of them out there that will allow you to have free trials. I use Buzzsprout. It's the one that I've used from the very beginning. So when people ask me like, what's the comparison of all these? I tell them like, I really can't tell you because this is the one that I've used from the very beginning. And I don't know really how the other ones operate, but I think it's important to know that when you pay for a service like that, their loyalty relies on or is to you and not to advertisers and other people. So does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, that, that is actually, that's actually a really great way to explain it. I think, I mean, the advertising, and again, mm -hmm. you're, if you don't have skin in the game, you're not paying for a product. You are basically sitting in the back seat and they're in the driver's seat and you're locked into your seatbelt mm -hmm. and they go where they want to go. Yeah. And if they, yeah. I mean, it's, you're, you're just riding along, but if you're a, if you're paying for something, you have a paid subscription or using a paid service, then you, they owe something to you. They have an obligation if they make changes. I mean, the other thing that I think is important is that whenever, I mean, I know a lot of people say they want to start out with something free because they don't want this to cost money because they're kind of like, I'm not sure if I want to do this. I've, I'm dabbling in right. it. I, so they don't necessarily want to invest. But one thing to look out for would be how easy is it to transfer your podcast to another um, hosting service when you are ready to kind of get more serious with it. And I know Buzzsprout actually makes that process uh, fairly easy uh, when it comes to moving to Buzzsprout, which I think is nice too. Um, and I think well, features, features are always nice to look at. And a lot of those paid subscriptions have more features, but um, Dean home has a good question here. He's, he wanted, he, he, he said, I have anchor, but haven't used it yet. I think it pushes out to other services. Do you know, Crystal? 
So Anchor. Um, Anchor is one that is owned by Spotify. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that I get questions about the most. And one of the biggest hiccups that I see people that start uh, a free account on Anchor, but then later they want to move. They have some issues sometimes with taking their downloads with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this issue is. It's just the thing. And I know I'm sure if you Google it, like how do I, you know, trans transform? I don't know. I was thinking of transformers <laughs> there. Transport from, you know, one host to the next. You could find lots of help articles and blog yep. posts about how to do it. But I do, I see that a lot. When people want to move, they run into issues of taking their content with them. Now, Anchor has come out and said, like, we don't own your content. You own your content. This is your, like Spotify doesn't own your content. But um, it is the issue that I see when people do start out on a free service and they want to leave. I don't know. I guess I I feel like the people are like, no, wait, come back. We don't want you to leave. And so they make it a little bit trickier. So that's something to consider. And like I said earlier, there's a lot of podcast hosts that offer free trials. Like I would recommend that, like go try out one of these platforms for free. Some of them have 30 day trials. Some of them have 90 day trials. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's what I did when I first got started because I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I don't want a whole bunch of bills to pile up. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't really like this anymore. So I used tons of free trials for everything. And then Mm -hmm. when I found tools that worked for me, I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm sold for sure. And while you're using uh, buzzsprout, I use, for example, captivate, for example, I looked at buzzsprout. So, you know, again, like they're all very similar, but mm-hmm. I think the key thing is it's like how much that company want to actually seem to help you versus yeah. like, for example, you know, again, like a free service, like we, we all know this, you get what you pay for. So if you're using a free service, you can't complain about the fact that they're serving up ads at the beginning of your product. Like there's mm-hmm. always something you have to give up as the customer if you're getting it for free. So yeah, like free is not free. Nothing's free. Nothing free doesn't exist. And people, no. you know, that there's no such thing truly as, is free. There's always some sort of sacrifice you're making. Yep. Um, and you know, this is just another one of those, those examples for me. I think that the, the other thing to look at is when you're picking anything is to look at what kind of support do they offer? And, you know, a lot of these companies have, um, you know, Facebook communities where, mm-hmm. you know, you can join the community, you know, like even when you like StreamYard, for example, you know, has a Facebook community, that's an extra benefit. That's an added benefit you're getting, um, where you're going to get help to use that, that application. And so, you know, that's something else to be looking for when you're, when you're choosing those hosting platforms. So no, those were great. I, I love breaking down uh, those pieces because I, I just think that in the conversations I've had with people, and, and I know even when I was starting my podcast years ago, in fact, it's, I tell this story all the time. I decided I wanted to start a podcast back in 2014 mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah. And I went and I bought a blue Yeti because the, at the time that was like the mic you bought uh-huh. and I got it. And then I started looking into it and I downloaded this like guide. I think it was from HubSpot maybe. And it was like this free ebook and it was like what you needed to do to start a podcast. And it was like, all this stuff. It was like, I talked about RSS feeds and all these things. I was like, whoa, this mm-hmm. is way yeah. more complicated than I thought it was going to be. But honestly, today, here we are in, you know, 20, the, I think this is going to publish in 2022. It is so easy because the software, these, these applications that you don't have to worry about what you, all you need to know about the RSS feed is how to copy and paste it. Like right. that's it. Yeah. And so it's just, it's become so much easier, but I do think that people get overwhelmed because they think, it's all this stuff when it's really not as hard as it used to be mm-hmm. to get that podcast going. And, and I know Crystal has a ton of resources. She has a course. Heck, you got a book. 
<laughs> it breaks all this down. So, but yeah, let's, um, but let's just keep moving. Let's, let's talk a little bit about live streaming and, and podcasting together. What do you think, Christian? Uh, yeah, let's uh, actually, before we go there, one, one question I guess I had real quick was what's mm-hmm. the average cost of like podcast hosting? So obviously free, mm-hmm. what, how much is some, how much can somebody almost, you know, I know what the numbers are going to fluctuate, but what is the average cost to host a podcast? Uh, so it definitely does fluctuate. Some hosts are by time, like how okay. many hours are you going to use on a monthly basis? So whenever I got started, I was recording episodes that were either 30 minutes or less. Okay. And so I knew, oh, you know, Buzzsprout had a plan that was like $12 for two hours. I was like, okay, well that will work. Or really for me, I was like, I'm going to make sure I stay in this. So I focus my content to be 30 minutes or less okay. for a long nice. time. Okay. And then, uh, so you could get started at $12. You could get started at $24, which is a higher plan. And then there's other hosts that charge hundreds of dollars because they have lots of extra added features where they're supporting you in different ways. There's dynamic content, which is where you can add in clips at the very beginning of your show and at the very end, which are like your own ads. And, um, it does kind of run across the board, but I just always recommend for people that are just getting started to start out on those free trials or those beginner plans to see, is this the right company that you want to go with? And is it, is it going to be the one that works for you? Because at the end of the day, you want something that's going to fit your show, your budget, and the way that you're going to operate your show. Because if the platform that's supposed to help you is frustrating you, it's more likely that you're not going to keep podcasting. So whatever you got to do to keep podcasting, that's what Mm -hmm. I encourage. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah. And um, so before I move into the next question, we got a great one from Dean Dean Home One here who says, do we think that eventually getting brand deals from podcasting will pay for the podcasting fees. What do you, what's your take on that? Yeah. So, um, I think that there's this misconception that we have to have millions of downloads and thousands of listeners before we can start podcasting. And it's just not true or not start podcasting, start podcast monetization. Um, and I am a big believer in affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. I love affiliate marketing. And I think that you can start generating revenue with your podcast from the very beginning. Like I have so many different softwares, tools, programs, mm-hmm. you know, you could do Amazon affiliates. Like there's so many different ways that you can approach affiliate marketing and start talking about them on your podcast and share those links in the episode description. Say, Hey, if you want to trust Streamyard, go to, you know, here's my link, go check it out. Mm -hmm. And you could start earning small commissions that could pay, like you said. uh, So Dean, yeah, his question about podcasting fees, you could absolutely make enough money every month if you're only talking about $10 here, $20 there for these platforms to cover those fees. So that's where I tell people to get started because as your audience Mm -hmm. grows, hopefully your affiliate income will grow as well while you're waiting to get those brand sponsors and, you know, make your millions of dollars, Dean. we're all hoping that you're going to be making millions of dollars with your podcast one day. That's the goal, right? <laughs> and, and by the way, speaking of the podcast host as well, like most podcast hosting companies have an affiliate program that you right. can sign up for. So mm-hmm. for example, if Crystal, for example, is a big advocate of, of Buzzsprout, for example, then having a, a Buzzsprout affiliate program, like she's going to, as a coach, she's going to get people asking her very likely you know, Hey, should I be like, what podcast host do you recommend? And she's going to chance are her first one's always going to be the one that she uses herself. Mm-hmm. Right. So that right there could pay for your annual subscription, basically, uh, you know, just by recommending that to other people who are asking you about it. So 
Uh, love that point, by the way. So I want to transition over, as Mel mentioned, to you know live streaming versus podcasting. So this episode, for example, we are live streaming this out to YouTube, but we were also recording it as an audio podcast. So what does it mean really to turn a live stream into a podcast? I mean, I am grateful for tools that make this easier because I was doing this when it was not so easy. Like you would have to record your live stream, download the MP4 and then upload it to, you know, a platform like cloud convert and convert it into an MP3 and then download it again. Like it was such a mess. Like I think back to those days and think, oh my gosh, it was so complicated. Whereas now if you use a platform like StreamYard, you know, you're, you're recording your live. And then whenever you're done, all you have to do is go into past broadcast and hit a button that says, download the audio file and you're done. Like you are just totally ready to go. Now, there are a few um, different options that you have on whether you want to record your whole podcast as you want it formatted and then download it, you know, use it as your podcast episode. Or if you wanted to download the recording, like what we're doing today, Christian could go in and say, you know what, I'm going to cut off the first half of what we talked about. And we're just going to talk about the question about live streaming and podcasting. You could do that. You could chop down your live videos. But what's cool about it is you have this long form piece of content that you could use. You could turn it into a series. I mean, we've talked about several questions today. You could chop those up and turn them into multiple podcast episodes if you don't want to have a long one. So there's a lot of different ways to do it, but the tools that we have available today definitely make it so, so much easier. Fantastic. Lots of, this is, there's so much information here. I mean, just being shared. <laughs> I just, I, I'm like, I'm over here, like Mel and I are kind of going through like the questions and I'm like, oh, there's another good question here and there and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So uh, there, there, I love like just thinking about it from the perspective of, Again, and you all mentioned this at the beginning, like you got to go where your audience is at. And so, you know, your audience, for example, if people are not driving to work as much right now, then right. you're leaning, you're leaning into the live video aspect. But then when people start driving, for example, more to work, you want to have that podcast episode ready to go again so that people can, you know, they can consume the content how they want to consume it, mm -hmm. not how you want to just produce it. You got to remember, you want to like you wanna make sure you're reaching your audience where they like to spend their most time at. So, for sure. Melanie, what's the next question we have for Mel? Yeah, or let's, Mel, uh, sorry. For Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I thought I was gonna get it, Crystal and Christian. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a doozy today. So, Crystal, let's talk about, so I think something that we're starting to hear about more is, of course, this concept of you can do a live recording of a podcast. I mean, you can literally approach a podcast like we are and we've decided, hey, we're gonna do a live video of these podcast recordings. Now, where the live video is publishing live, right? But the the actual podcast episode will not publish until a future date. That's, that is one concept. But there's this kind of new thing that I know that um, people seem to be curious about, they're asking a lot about, and that is live podcasting. And, you know, I think that there's, I, can you first talk about, let's talk about what is, what would a live podcast look like? And is it possible today with, you know, the way everything is set up, like a live audio experience? And can you do that with live video? But then let's also, I want to talk, um, when you're done with that, let's talk a little bit about what are some things to consider when you approach, when you are going to do a live recording of a podcast on live video? <laughs> 
That's a, I, I, I feel I, like I need tracking. a chart right now. We're oh my tracking. gosh. Okay, Only because okay. I speak I speak fluent Mel, so I yes. get this. We're, we're tracking. <laughs> I gotcha. Yes, she knows. Okay, fix, help me out here, sister. Help me oh, out. Yeah. So, okay, it, it's really exciting. And I'm glad that you bring up this question because I've recently, because I'm in podcasting and I'm in this industry, there's a lot of people that are approaching me about their products that are, they're bringing these out. You know, Clubhouse was so such a big thing in 2021. Found, especially with Clubhouse, there would be things happening. And yo, know, I'm a busy mom. I have three kids. I'm running my own business. I have just errands that I have to run. So I didn't love the idea that there are all these rooms happening in real time that I couldn't participate in. And so while we think about live podcasting as being something that's okay, this is going to be a lot of fun and I can't wait to do it as a consumer, I love the fact that I can listen to my podcast whenever I want. You know, it doesn't have to be at a certain date or a certain time. If I'm like, hey, you know, I, I got to fold a whole bunch of laundry, then I'm going to pop in my earbuds and listen to a podcast. And I'm not going to say, oh, I really need to wait until this one live presentation or, you know, audio room happens. So I love the idea of them having live audio rooms for really cool announcements. I mean, I'm thinking about Apple. You know, Apple always does these big rollouts every year. It's usually like a video. It's a live, you know, stream production. It's just a really big deal. And I thought, man, if they did those like once a month where you could listen to the people at Apple, like what they're doing, the things that they're rolling out, their updates, and you had a chance to ask them questions, what a cool opportunity for them to interact with their audience. But I just, it's not there yet. It's where we're going. It's just not there. As of us recording this, who knows? It could be changing very quickly in the next few months, even the next 12 to 18 months. But the live audio aspect, it's its just tricky. Mm-hmm. It's tricky because then you have to decide, are we keeping this? Is it just exclusive to a live audience? Like, how is this going to live forever and ever? So it's a good question, but I'm more of a fan of a live video, a live stream, and then using that in for your podcast. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. Yes. Okay. okay. Very good job of explaining that. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> okay. So part two of that question, well, was, I don't know what the heck that was that I tried asking you, but so what I was getting at was let's, let's all, I wanted to, I, the reason I wanted you to address it, Crystal, is because I do think that people are asking about it. And I also think that people get confused and right. that's, so I thought you did a really nice job of breaking that down. So now that we kind of understand the difference, let's now talk about doing what we're doing, for example, which is doing a live video live stream of a recording for a podcast. And, you know, there's a difference between doing a live video and then going back and saying, that was so good. I'm going to use the audio from that and I'm going to make a podcast episode with it. There's a difference between doing that. And then, of course, knowing that you're going to be doing, you know, using your live stream audio for a podcast, for example, if you're interviewing somebody, I think is the most common example. So can you talk a little bit about that and like how to approach it? Maybe some do's and don'ts just, you know, briefly. Yeah, for sure. 
And actually I was listening to a podcast last week and they did this really well. And just y'all, there's no rules when it comes Mm -hmm. to podcasting. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna be really honest. You can do this however it's gonna work for you and your show, your content. But what I love is if you are going to repurpose something and Christian and Mel did such a great job, they're like, hey, we are live streaming this, but it will be a podcast episode. If you want to do that, awesome but they didn't have to do that. They could have just recorded this the whole time and there could be people chatting in the comments and they're like, okay, we see questions, but we're gonna answer those off, like off the recorded session. Or maybe we'll go on later and say, hey guys, we're gonna end this recording and then we'll do a Q and A afterwards. There's definitely a way that you can kind of mold this to how it's gonna work best for you. But I love the approach of um, like going back to the podcast episode I was listening to last week. Somebody said, hey, we recorded this episode at a, it was, we were at a live conference. It was live stream. So if you hear things in the background, like this is what happened or, you know, it was a, it was an ACL. That's what it was. So Austin city limits, it was Brene Brown. I love her podcast. She was interviewing someone I wanted to listen to, and they were doing a live podcast, but you could hear people screaming in the background. There was, I think she's, it wasn't Cardi B. Maybe it was Cardi B like playing in the background. Like, Hey, you're going to hear like all kinds of weird things happening. It's because we're live. So if you need to address something wonky that happened in an interview, just talk about it. Just record a short audio clip first and let your audience know, hey, this is what's happening, and then you can play it. But if you don't feel like it needs that kind of introduction, then just strip the audio file and use it directly for your podcast. Love that. I love that. Lots of really good, uh, lots of really good questions here. So I want to uh, pull a comment in from our uh, YouTube channel, Payo Time. Uh, LA Rams YouTuber here is asking a question. He wants to talk about uh, market saturation. Ooh. I almost good. totally missed, like, pronounce that, by the way. So market <laughs> saturation. Uh, his comment is, uh, and I think I got the right one here, a lot of my mm-hmm. content is based off of audience engagement. I'm not sure that would transfer to a podcast. Well, is there a market for team-specific podcasts? It seems so saturated. Remember, he is running a YouTube channel for Los Angeles Rams uh, fans of the Los Angeles Rams football team. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Crystal? So I think that anybody can have a podcast. That's my short answer is anybody can have a podcast. Now, you're asking about the transferability, right? Like, how can I create content that transcends all platforms. Well, the truth is you really can't. I mean, you can, you know, take this live stream and use it as a podcast, but at the end of the day, you have to decide which one is going to be the priority. And so what I will tell people is, uh, you know, if you want to have your YouTube channel be the priority, then your podcast is a Basically, it's just a supplement to your YouTube channel. So you're telling people, hey, if you missed yesterday's live and you can't catch it, that's, you know, if you're busy, if you're driving to work, go listen to the podcast episode because that's what it's there for. And even in the podcast, once it's recorded, you can have a little clip at the end that says, hey, don't forget to tune in every week for our live stream at Mm -hmm. whatever time. So I like to think of it as like this constant cycle. It's a loop because you're taking one piece of content and you're promoting another one. You're being your own advertiser, but you also have to determine 
which one's going to be priority? Is it the podcast or is it the YouTube? Because at the end of the day, if something comes up and something's got to give, then you're going to have that one piece of content that's always going to happen, whether it's your live stream or your podcast. But the market saturation, so let's go back to this. The way that you can stand out is by being very specific. I mean, LA Rams, I mean, you can, you're, you're already very specific. I live in Texas. People are either Texans or Cowboys, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're probably not going to be your target market, but you could go into, uh, actually, I have uh, some students of mine that they run a fantasy football podcast and they're like, there's so many out there. How can I stand out? Well, they started doing pop culture references. So they will pretend like they are two different characters every single week. And it's the funniest thing ever. It's like they were Starsky and Hutch one week. And then they were, um, I don't even remember, like Batman and Robin. I don't like they switch characters. So they're still talking about the same kind of content, but they're putting their own fun spin on it. So infuse your personality into it wherever possible, because that's going to be what keeps people coming back every single week. But yeah, that's, that's a really good question for sure. Yeah. I, I, okay. So here's what I loved that you said, because I do think that it's key. I love that you said you have to pick the priority, right? So I think for pi- for payo time, the priority is obviously the the video right now because that's where they are. But the thing that I always like to re- remind everyone too is that the entire live stream does not have to become an entire podcast episode. Right. You can take bits and pieces of it. And so, you know, you may have certain segments, for example, of your live stream that are very, very much like they rely, they, they're, they're all about the video, right? He said it's, you know, or, or she, whoever it is, you know, said it's, it's based off of engagement. Well, if you know that, and again, as what Crystal said, approach the live video knowing, hey, this part is going to be the podcast episode, right. then you make sure that, for example, you're reading people's names, you're reading their comments out loud because your podcast listeners can't see those comments, right? Their experience is all audio. It's very different. So you just need to know that you approach that part knowing, hey, this part's going to get repurposed into a podcast episode. Um, and so it does, it may, it may require, while it may require you to approach the content differently, always keep in mind that your YouTube channel is where you started and that is your, that is your main you know, platform right now. So take care of them, take care of those audience members, those people that have been loyal to you, and then find that way to convert it and repurpose some of that into a podcast. But, you know, Crystal, I think also lot, the live stream could be part of your podcast, but then you can record individual episodes that are just for the podcast too, mm-hmm. to supplement yeah. all of that, like you said, and, and you're really, you're using it, you're understanding the experience, but then you're also being able to use each platform to drive traffic to the other. So I love that you you touched on all of that. This is seriously gold right now. And I gotta well, I gotta bust it out because you guys are getting like the free version of her book right now. Like this oh, is like hold stuff. on. What is that book? I haven't seen this book. Hold on. This is Crystal's it's book. book. She has a Start book. A She's a published podcast. author. How thick yes. is that? It's like 400 pages, right? Oh, it's no. a good Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. 500? I'm telling you, this book is good. If no, you want to start a podcast and you, again, Everybody likes to learn the way they like to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to read how to do, I mean, everything, everything is in here. So like literally it's all in there. <laughs> Start a binge worthy podcast by Crystal Prophet. Yes. But she's There's being very audiobook. generous. There is. She's being very generous by like also just giving us all these, these nuggets. So, and I want to go back real fast specifically Mm -hmm. because LA Rams, like this is uh, seasonal content, right? I would assume maybe the whole year you're not live streaming and talking about plays and players and all the exciting things that are happening. So a podcast is actually a really great supplement to that because you could explore 
other things in LA if you wanted to, right? Yeah. If you want to talk about other LA sports, it could be the LA sports podcast, but specifically during football season, like you're like, Hey, we're just going to talk about the Rams, but then we're going to talk about the Lakers and we're going to talk about the other, you know, the Dodgers, everything mm-hmm. like as it comes around. So that gives you a broader audience. And that way when football season comes back, it comes back around every August, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's, we're yeah. doing the drafts, we're doing everything. I mean, there's so stuff all year long. Yeah. I mean, you you can just drive stuff back to your YouTube channel. So that's another thing to consider, especially if anybody has seasonal content mm-hmm. is how can I keep this going all year? Mm-hmm. And I have so many content ideas. Like, don't even get me started, y'all. We'll she's be here kind for of a kind of, She's kind of a machine. Yes. <laughs> I, she's I kind say, of a machine. I love the idea you just gave there. I mean, so you talked mm-hmm. about like taking a football podcast that has a very specific uh, expiration date in a way, like for the year. And like, you know, you could, you could easily branch that into like doing, uh, you know, you could talk like, you know, trades, drafts, like that could be like, those could be part partial season, seasonal content, I guess. Or you could take a step back and I love that idea. Take a step back and let's look at the whole like view of LA sports. I love that actually, because Mm -hmm. then that actually gets them like to create that seasonal content or heck, even if they wanted to. They could even just say, hey, you know what? We're going to broadcast for six months. We're going to just give you a ton of content and then we're going to disappear for like, you know, a couple months. And that couple no. of months. Well, hold on, hold no. on, hold on. What I mean no. by that, hold on, hold on, maybe I shouldn't say disappear. What I mean by that is maybe they take a step back just for a little bit. And that's then when they retool, that's when they work hard to get all of their, you know, upcoming content back and ready yeah. to go. Uh, but again, the other thing you got to remember, Crystal, you said this earlier, there are no rules as well mm-hmm. to podcasting. So what works for like, you know, one particular type of channel may not work for your type of channel. So I would say like, look at other people as well in the space and identify a gap in the content. Is there something that they're not, that they're not covering that you can incorporate into yours, for example, to make your podcast, you know, a step above theirs, for example. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Totally. I, I, Crystal gave, those were awesome, awesome ideas too. And I, I think that, you know, I love what, what Christian's getting at. And I think one of the beauties that first of all, don't disappear. Right. I know, I know Christian didn't mean that, but right, right, right. Of course, because <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, disappear. Exactly. But <laughs> I do, th- I do love the idea of the seasonal aspect of it. And again, Crystal, we're just going to have to have you come back on the show. Cause there's just too much yeah. to talk about. Um, Cause we're going to have, we are going to wrap this up here, but you know, the seasonal piece is definitely, I mean, uh, approach the off season as a way to draw anticipation towards the season. Right. And so yeah. to, to Christian's point, you might shift gears. You might step back a little bit, but to Crystal's point, gosh, I did it. I did, I did it without butchering your names. <laughs> Uh, to Crystal's point, you know, change up the content a little bit, like make it about preparation, make it about what are your predictions? What's happening here? You know, spring training, this and that, you know, all those things. So you can definitely still stay engaged with your audience, even though your actual topic is seasonal. There's stuff to talk about in the off season. So I love it. So, okay, Crystal, we're going to do rapid fire here. Well, not really rapid fire. You're going to go rapid fire on us, but I know that, you know, a lot of people listening are again, hopefully now, you know, thinking, okay, now I'm really intrigued. I've thought about this before, but now I'm ready to go for first time podcasters. Okay. So what, give us like three of your favorite tips for somebody who is literally a first time, they are ready. They're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I've never done this before, but I'm going for it. So three tips for first time podcasters. You, you, you go for this. Okay. So we've already talked about tactical things, right? We've talked about equipment, software, hosting, all of those go back and watch this, go back and listen to it. If you need other, like more of those, but the first one is, I want you to know, you're going to think your voice sounds weird. 
You are like, this happens to everyone. Even if you've been live streaming for a while and you start listening to yourself, you're going to say, this is awkward. I sound really weird or I don't know what to say. It's totally normal. So I just want to like, like hit that head on. It's totally normal. Happens to everybody. Push through it. You got this. Okay. That's tip number one. Tip number two is you just have to get started. You really do hit that record button and start talking into your microphone. If you're not repurposing a live stream and just say, I don't know what to say. I always think about the movie Elf. He's like, I'm in a store and I'm singing, like start quoting your favorite movie. I don't care. Like just start recording yourself because the faster you get used to hearing yourself, the easier it will be to podcast. And then the third tip that I have for you is to have fun. Like honestly, at the end of the day, if you're starting to do this and there's processes that don't work and you're like, this is so frustrating. Why? Like, this is not as much fun as I was going to be. Step back and ask yourself, why is it you hate your microphone or is it, you know, it's a bad time to record. Like I said earlier, I have three kids like, and they're all at school right now. Thank goodness. But I also have lawnmowers that come on our street every Thursday afternoon. And anytime I try to record at that time, I'm going to be so frustrated. So know these things about your environment and what you have, and it will just be a lot easier to enjoy your podcast. So is that, was that good? Were yes. Good? Yes. So good. <laughs> Practical. I love it. I love the voice one too. Cause I do think a lot of people, they get, they get kind of hung up on that for mm-hmm. sure. So yep. absolutely love it. Thank you. And well, and, and playing off that, I mean, you, you all mentioned this and this is my like favorite little trick and it's to tell people to go to like a guitar center or their local music shop. And they ha- as you mentioned, they have the equipment there. They also have professionals that will actually like, they can actually help you and you can actually record on all those different mics and hear what you sound like. So yeah. it's pretty amazing. And here's the other thing, just get used to it. Like big deal. Like I have people that tell me all the time they have a great radio voice, but I never like thought of it like that. So <laughs> you kind of have to just, again, like roll with it. I mean, there's no rules. You're not going to do something wrong necessarily you know, when you're making yeah. a podcast. So it's just getting started, you know, and again, reformulating things as you're going. So, uh, love, love, love all the great uh, advice. Christian, yeah. I love what you said too, about you're never going to, you're not going to do anything wrong because, and I think that today that applies more so than it did six months ago. And then more so than it did 12 months ago and more so than it did two, three, four or five years ago. I, uh, payo time is saying the lawnmower is so relatable and the dogs like, <sighs> Same thing. Yes. If if the thunder starts rolling, like it might here at my house here in a minute, if the, the lawn people start coming up, the dog walks around, don't feel like, oh, I got to stop and re-record that. Let right. it go. Like, mm-hmm. let it be a part of it because that is, that is just it. And honestly, it makes you relatable and it means that you're authentic and people are going to feel like connected to you. They're going to be understanding. I think that if anything, the pandemic with, it just changed the game for a lot of things. And I just yeah. think that the the whole perfect, you know, recording, the perfect edited, you know, you know, produced show is just is not necessary, you know. So I, I, I love what you said about that, that you can't really do it wrong. You really can't these days anymore. And I want to go back to one more quick point about your voice, because it is so important. I'm also talking to anybody that has an accent, okay. anybody that says they're too loud or they're too mm-hmm. soft. Like I'm talking to you. I'm not just talking to people that are like, oh, well, they're confident in their voice. I'm talking to everyone because this is what I hear so often is I have a thick accent or, you know, English isn't my first language. Should I do it in my native tongue? Yes, you should. If that's how you are going to create content and really connect with your audience, then 
go for that. Go for whatever makes you most comfortable. You could always create an English podcast in the future, but start with what's going to be the easiest for you and just keep moving forward. So I wanted to throw that last, last little tip in there. Love it. Well, and, and I just have one last comment that I want to make sure we also address, by the way. So we talked about, again, uh, Payo's Times question about um, the lawnmower kind of rolling with the punches on that. And then you also mentioned about your voice and how, you know, if we're not comfortable with that, for example, it's like, it makes it more stressful, I guess, because we're trying to think about that. So uh, Dean Home One was asking, should we start with a script that we write until we're comfortable? Oh. Yes. So I get this question all the time. And if I think back to the early days of my podcast, I 100% used a script for the first few episodes. And it may not mean that you have to use it forever and ever, but I do, um, if you don't want to, because people are like, well, how can I sound like I'm not reading my script? And I say, well, then don't read your whole script. Make a really like a detailed outline with just some bullet points, like introduce yourself, talk about this, mention that where it's not totally scripted, but I mean, that's just, it's how we all get started, right? Mm -hmm. You got to yeah. do it. Maybe you only need to do it for two or three episodes and you're like, I got this. I can, I don't need a script. I just need a few bullet points and I'm good to go, but whatever's going to help you get started. And if you have to record episodes and delete them and never put them out there, do that. I mean, I've done this so many times. I record something. I'm like, that was total garbage. No one's ever going to hear that. I, recycle bin, it goes. So don't feel like you have to publish something just because you recorded it as well. Just keep yep. practicing. You're going to get better over time. And we use a script, by the way, for this show. So everything is scripted out. We've got a Google Doc that we, for the most part, read from, you know, and we have an intro. We have an you outro. Do. At least I do. I yes. Don't. Well, the intro, the outro, they're parts that, you know, I recycle those every single time, you know, and hopefully I actually made the updates to this one and I don't read the wrong thing. Um, but again, like it's practice though. And the reason I do that, for example, is so that I have something to kind of jog my memory. It doesn't matter if this is the first episode or this is the 50th episode or the hundredth episode you've done. You're, you know, the more you practice at something, the more it becomes second nature, the more you don't have to rely on that script, but it is helpful to have your points, your questions, things like that. Because the other thing I'm also doing while I'm doing this is all of that information is going to go in the description of the podcast when I'm yes. publishing it out to my podcasting platform. So very that cool. will make your life easier for sure. sure. Does. <laughs> Crystal knows of my, about my hate relationship with show notes. <laughs> It's all about yeah, working no smarter, love. not harder no. at things. Yeah. So yes. I just think it also comes back to, you know, I was, I'm laughing and I'm, I'm saying you do. I don't, I am not a script person. I, I, I like notes, like what Crystal was referring to bullets. Mm -hmm. I totally agree, especially depends on the situation and the, and the actual content. Some content is really important and it needs to have, you know, specifics in it. You're going to have more of a script version for that part. But when it comes to the meat of your content, you know, a lot of times you really don't need to have a script. You know what you're talking about. You know what it is. You can speak to it. And yeah. when you don't use a script, you're going to speak to it a little more naturally, like, which I think is what people enjoy when it comes to a podcast is they want to feel like they're having a conversation with somebody without actually having a conversation. And if you sound like a robot reading me a book, then, you know, that's one thing. So I, I'm a fan of notes, but not scripts. However, I do know that, um, you know, as Dean Home One kind of mentioned, especially as someone who's just getting started, if that's what you need to feel confident to get going, then you should absolutely go for it that way. Do it your way. As we've been saying this entire time, you really can't do it wrong. You just do what is going to work for you that helps you keep moving forward for sure. So, um, you know, 
I, I that that's all I wanted to say about the the whole script piece. But I'm I'm pretty known to go unscripted. <laughs> but again, it's also about playing to your strengths. So, yeah, for example, right. if you're not a script person, like there are times where you do need to use a script. But if you're not a script person, don't force yourself to do, use a script. Maybe you need it. Maybe you just start off with a couple bullet points, things like that. Mm-hmm. Because the, yep. the other thing is when you f- try and force yourself to do something that like you've never done before, the first time is going to like be super hard. It's going to be super stressful, you know, and you're going to come across as like, Hey, I'm literally reading from a script. So again, play to your strengths. That's the other thing. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not a script person, again, Mel does a great job at you're great at ad living things like without the script, like, which is awesome. And so some people though, they need that script. So again, play to your strengths. Okay, I got one last question. This is a softball, super easy question for you, Crystal. Where can people connect with you, Crystal Profit? Yes. Well, uh, thank you all so much for having me here today. I love talking about podcasting. And if anybody wants to continue this conversation, I encourage you to check out my YouTube channel where you can literally find (laughs) hundreds of videos about podcasting, how to get started, some of the things that we talked about here today, how to kind of cross promote between YouTube and podcast or live streaming. If you are already doing that, how can I repurpose this into a podcast episode? So check me out on YouTube at Chris. Crystal Profit. It's Crystal with the K. Profit with two F's and two T's. I always have to spell that out for everybody. And then if you want to connect with me on social, I'm at Crystal Profit TX, like Texas, because y'all, I got the Texas accent, okay? And I embrace it. I was nervous about it whenever I first got started. And sometimes it comes out a lot stronger and I will just acknowledge it and move on because it's just, it's, I'm very loud and I have this Texas accent. But at the end of the day, it helps me stand out. Like going back to the question, how do I stand out in a saturated market? Be yourself. Be yourself because that's how people will connect with you. And then you can check out um, my website at crystalprofit.com. And I'd love for you to connect. You can find more about my books, my courses, and all the other things there. So thank you all so much for having me today. And I, I, I want to come back. Please invite me back. We have we to can have talk you back. Yeah. Content. Oh my gosh. Content is like my thing. I love to talk about it. The Crystal Profit Show 2.0. Speaking of, you, Crystal has a great podcast, by the way. I mean, mm-hmm. not to get too meta, but you didn't mention your podcast. I do I love your it. YouTube channel. I love <laughs> it. Absolutely. But so she also has her podcast. It's called The Profit Podcast. And we'll make sure we link to all of those uh, in the description of where you're listening to this podcast. And of course, in the show notes as well. So and it yes. looks like you got a lot of subs, by the way. You got Dean Home One already yeah. subbed. And we got Payer Time as well saying he's going to sub as well. So again, that's the other thing. Find somebody that you can relate to. For example, you know, if you're like just starting out your journey and don't go like, look at like the person that's got the most downloads on a podcast, for example, because yeah. chances are they're not going to share their secrets. They're not going to share their like information. How do they get started? For the most part, the secret is they have a team of people that do all of that. But find somebody that also is along that journey as well that you can relate to. For example, Crystal, she shares so much great information on her YouTube channel, uh, on her website, and obviously in her book. So make sure you go and check that out. Um, With that, though, I want to thank you all both, uh, both uh, Mel and obviously Crystal, um, for just hanging out with us just for the last hour. Um, We really appreciate it. We're going to make sure we have you back. Uh, we're going to dig a lot more deeper in the, into this topic. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in for what is essentially episode 96 of the Launcher Live podcast, where we discussed turning your live stream into a podcast or starting live stream and then getting into podcasting with Crystal Profit. Again, we'll see you all 
on a future episode. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.